back. Episode 49, 49. Episode 49 on your line. Episode 49, ain't it fine? What's up, y'all? It's good night, Harlem. Lawrence is laughing because I'm like, are you going to say it or not? He just didn't look like he was going to say it. So I'm like, well, let me come in here. You good? My name is Avia. And law. Today's episode is going to be fun. We have a lot to talk about, as we always do. But today, specifically, is going to be a lot of us talking about parenting. Parenting in the digital age. And Lawrence and I are both not parents, so this should be interesting. Right. But this is why we've decided to tap a special guest. His name is Columbus Short. (laughs) A.K.A. A.K.A. Our good friend, Mike. Right. Uh, this is this is Mike Holland Jr. I do not want to be calling him Columbus Stewart. No, I don't want. Well, this is what we listen, called him back in the day. I know. Well, like, stomp the yard, you know. So I get it. I get it. How much you get paid for that? I'm sorry, Mike. No, it's fine. I, it's, it's not the first time or the last. I hope. Let's give the uh, audience some context. So remember that story a couple episodes ago when we were talking about waiting outside of SNL for Jay Z tickets. <laughs> yeah, Mike was actually one of the people that went to the club that night and left us in line, or left me in line, and some other well, other people in line. He was with Lawrence actually that night. So that just goes to show how long we've all been friends, like a decade, right? Yeah, it's been about a decade. I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't actually. Oh, sorry, Michael. Okay, I I don't remember. Uh, Fake news, Michael. I I clearly don't remember the story correctly. Mike was the only guy that didn't go to the club. Correct. That's right. Because you know, Jay Z. Well, let's just say he. You wanted to make sure you got the ticket. Right. Yeah. I was. He's an idol or something like that. Yeah. So So that just goes to show how long we've all been friends. But we want to have Mike on the show because Mike is a parent, and we want to get answers straight from the source. Right. Right. But. Before that, we're going to get into our standard show. We're going to do our Hyper Good Nights. And then we're going to get into a new segment we call Fun Facts. And then we'll go into the main topic and then the do's and the don'ts. So let's start with our Hyper Good Nights. Uh, As always, Hyper Good Nights are our way of talking about trending topics. That means we hype things we like. We goodnight things that we don't like. So let's start off with this one. Hyper Good Night to Tinder creating a festival mode feature where users can add a badge to their profile, enabling them to match with festival goers ahead of the event. Now, for those of you who don't know, before Avi answers this and before I answer this. I think we should have Mike go first. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who don't know, Tinder, of course, is the dating app and they do not right now allow you to like find out where somebody is going, but they do give you like a distance range as to where somebody is. In this case, this is going to be based on events. So you'll get a badge that actually calls out the fact that you're at a Bonnaroo or Coachella or any of these massive events that happen. And this is the first time any of these apps are going to do this. And so... Who do we want to start with? Do you want to start Let's with Let's start you? with Mike on all these. Oh, He's the guest. Oh, Let the Mike. Guest go Get first. in there, Mike. All right, all right, all right. I listen to the show, big fan. <laughs> Appreciate I'm gonna go, it. I'm going to go hype this all the way. Um, as a guy that um, enjoys social activity. Right. And I'm not afraid to go to the movies by myself or go to a show by myself or go to a game by myself. Going to a festival is something that I could totally see myself doing, like uh, iHeartRadio Festival or... Any one of the ones that I enjoy, and it's hard to coordinate with groups of people. However, if I can go to Tinder and be like, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, oh, this is going to be a great time. 
hey, I'm it makes the experience I, a little I, I, bit that's better a for me. Point. That's a very good. That's point. all I'm saying. Like I go by myself. Sometimes you can't coordinate with all your friends. But if you get there and you have someone alone, same interest, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a creepy thing. It could be, a, hey, we're all here together thing. I think it's a great thing. Hey, meet me by the porter potties or wherever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or stall number two. Whatever the case may be, you know. Wait, what the hand do you got? What do you got? Yeah. I'm definitely gonna hype this because yeah. I go to music festivals and I know how bad and crappy services. So even just connect, like you said, connecting with your friends is hard mm. enough. But if you're single and you're like, hey, I'm in town. I'm trying to have fun this weekend. It might be easier to go through your app and let people know, hey, this is where I am. And you can find people that are th- at the same exact place as you. And you don't have to worry about cell service possibly or not connecting because you guys aren't at the same stage at the same time or whatever. So I think that's a dope idea. And I think at this point, Tinder has so much competition with all these other apps like Hinge and uh, Bumble that they're just trying to set themselves apart. I don't see anything wrong with this. I'm a hype it. I'm coming in here and this is going to be the first time I've ever good nighting some technology. Because y'all know I love new technology, but I'm good nighting this for several reasons. Mm. First, when you think about going to one of these events, it's supposed to be a social setting. I hate the fact that when you get to these events, people are just recording everything on their phone, they're looking at their phone, and this gives people more reason to just be on their goddamn phone versus actually experiencing things for what it is. Now, it's one thing you're experiencing something to meet somebody else. Great. But ultimately, if this is going to put you in a position where you're just like, swipe, 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 this is no longer you enjoying the concert. Like, literally, you're going there to enjoy the concert. If you meet new people, great. Do that amongst your social circle with yourself. Or if you go by yourself, meet the new people when you're there. Have a good time. Now, I know that there's going to be introverts and there's tons of people who might not be able to communicate with other people. So on the other side of the equation, I could see why this would be good for them. But at the same time, get out of your goddamn clamshell, open up, and go meet some people. That's it. I would say for Coachella, which is a two-day event, if you go for one weekend, you're going to have a lot of downtime in between that. Indio is a very large, spread-out place. So it's a lot of opportunity for you to miss someone that you could possibly have a real connection with, especially if you're black and you're trying to look for other black people and it's just like like a fly on rice in that situation. Like, I mean, I say, why not? So, all right, let's go to the next topic. The next topic happens to be about the... So we, I, I feel like collectively as the culture, we all, I don't know if, I don't know if y'all all watched it here, but I'm assuming we all did. Um, we all watched Homecoming. So Beyonce did her thing on Netflix. She shot her Coachella special. She did it on two different nights. She wore yellow on one night, wore pink on another, yeah. and she put this shit together. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. At least in my opinion, no, it was amazing. thousand percent. Now, after she puts this out. Beehive goes crazy. Everybody's like, this is everything. They stay up until 3 a.m. to watch it. Fast forward, not even a few weeks later, Taylor Swift, our our favorite jar of mayonnaise, as Charlamagne would say. They call it Mayochella in this case. <laughs> that was the hashtag. <laughs> Taylor Swift was at the Billboard Awards. And she was performing her song, Me. And during her performance, she had a live band similar to what Beyonce had, not exact. And she happened to, you know, put on a similar looking show. Not the exact show, just a similar looking show. The beehive came for the neck and head, her neck and head. And the question here is hyper good night to the beehive going after Taylor Swift over this. Mike, again, we start with you. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) You know, 
imitating somebody is flattering them. Beyonce to me is number one in terms of entertainment. I would pay any amount of money that mattered That's to me to watch her, you know, perform. So for another artist to come behind her and you know take some influences, it's like I can't get mad at Jay Z for biting some Biggie lines. I can't get mm-hmm. mad at at other artists taking elements of a performance they enjoyed and incorporating it to themselves. I might have let a year go by, you know, or something, so people forget about it. Fair. But so you're saying it's too soon. I'm saying a little too soon, but I don't. I'm not mad at her for it because it was excellent. So, so you good night in the beehive on this one. I'm good night in the beehive on it. I'm. Uh, I'm Those saying Taylor, Taylor, live your life. You know what I'm saying? All right. You're part of the beehive too, so you're good. You're good night well, your people. Bobby, what you got in this? What you got in this? Beehive. Um, I'm actually with Mike, which I can't believe because I thought he was gonna <laughs> hype it. Um, I'm good nighting them because if you watch the whole performance, she starts off with a band. And I'm sorry, but just because you have a band doesn't mean that you are copying Beyonce. If yeah. anything, Beyonce, well, people were saying that Beyonce was appropriating black uh, HBCU culture because she never went to one. So if we want to talk about real appropriation, we can do that. But having a band, I think because of like what Mike said, because it was so close to homecoming coming out, they're like, oh, she copied Beyonce. She had a band. It's the type of band that you hear in an EA Sports video game when you're playing like a college basketball game. It wasn't like like they said, it was Mayo Cello. And I don't even think that she was trying to be like Beyonce. Because if you watch the whole performance, it's literally like the game Candyland on stage. It's like sunshine and rainbows and butterflies. It has nothing to do with anything Beyonce did. So I'm good nighting the beehive like I usually do. Um, Cause they just be hyped for no reason, and they they act like Beyonce invented air, and that's well, not the case. Well, well, she might have. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> wow, what did people do uh, thirty six years ago? Were they not breathing? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna make mine quick. I I'm in agreement with the room on this. I'm good night in this, but for probably a simpler reason. Uh, Taylor Swift has actually been doing this for years. This is not new for her. This isn't That's the first factual. time she's ever did this. Right. This isn't she's the second time she's ever did this. She's yeah. been doing this. Um, I, for God's sakes, if we're going to do this, then Madonna was appropriating in the 90s when she did it. Mm-hmm. I can actually go down to laundry list of white artists who have Katy had Perry. bands on stage. And then, like, th- this, is a, this is a weird conversation. The only thing that I would say that makes it look a little bad is her saying post- the show, yeah, we recorded this and we're gonna put this out for sale. And I went, she's not gonna get a sixty million dollar deal from it. Oh, suspect if you ask me, but whatever. Um, exactly. All right, <laughs> next topic. So, for those of you who don't know, and I don't want to just jump into this without context, uh, Tommy Lauren is a uh, how do, what's the best way to put this? She is a, a right wing. Oh. Wow. Okay. Is that not? I wouldn't. The best I wouldn't word? put. I wouldn't use the term troll. But she is. She's an she's educated troll. troll. She's not a tro- she's she's not trolls. A tro- troll is strong. So if you troll, aren't you a troll? Isn't no. That what, uh, wait a second. I don't think she. If troll. you consistently troll, then you are one. She definitely trolls. She uh, purposely like, okay. instigates. That but is a troll. I agree. She trolls agree. in an educated way to make you think. And I can't believe I actually put that word in the same it sentence as sense. her name, but. Yeah, I am not out on. here trying to defend Tommy Lauren. God, no, I hear you. you out here. Nah, I'm not trying to do this today. So, Tommy Lauren is a white right wing uh, pundit, uh, blonde hair, probably no no older than 25, 26 years old. 
Um, I bring all this up because she has been doing the rounds of media uh, since, I want to say, 2016, 2015. Um, she has been a part of a lot of controversial hot takes. She is very polarizing. She says a lot of things about race that she probably shouldn't say because she's uneducated about it. And because of that, uh, Joyner Lucas, who is a rapper, who is by all means a lyrical rapper and who can, he can rap with the best of them. Eminem is one of those people that really respects this kid a lot. He's been on tracks with him yep. and several others. Joyner Lucas made a song and in his latest song, he <laughs> came for Tommy Lauren's neck, basically wishing death upon her because... She honestly and truly pushes radicalism that could potentially get black men killed. And she ends up DMing him directly after the song comes out and says, I hope that we can like meet or talk or we could do it over the airwaves and then find a common ground. I want to start the conversation there because my hyper good night for the day is hyper good night to them even trying to have a conversation and her reaching out to him at all. Hyper good night to her reaching out to try to find the common ground. Hype. Yeah. I mean, the more conversations that take place between not only just racial, but also the political differences. I think recently there's been this charge that you have to be one way or another but i think that everyone has different tendencies so you get people that agree with her and disagree with her the point is she's willing to have the conversation he should reach out and i think he did i think he responded that he's going to reach out um, and he's interested to see how the conversation goes and uh, and so am i i hope they they publicize it i hope it's for the airways because it doesn't matter where you come from the point is we have a president in office that is polarizing at best, mm-hmm. at best. So I want to know more about why someone that's my age or in my age bracket supports him so much and sees the world differently. I think the only way we're going to get changed is to have these conversations, and I'm all for it. Can I go? Can I go Uh-oh. before you go? Oh dang! Can wow, I, you must can be. I please go? Oh, sure, you can go. Thank you. Uh, Lady, um, ladies first. This is one of the first times <laughs> I'm ever going to say this. I'm good night in the hell out of that conversation okay. for several reasons. I've watched what Tommy Lauren does when she tries to, in some capacity, have a, a general discussion around anything that could be potentially polarizing, whether it's race relations, it's policies, it's politics in general. And she's had conversations with Trevor Noah. She's had conversations with Charlemagne. And the only thing it ever does is benefit her. It gets her more exposure. She does these things for more exposure. I'm almost mad at him for screen capturing her shit and posting it to the world to give her even more exposure. Don't give her the light of day. If you guys really view her as a troll, as you guys were saying she is, keep the troll under the bridge. Don't bring the troll above the bridge. And that's all that's doing. Because once you actually go to have that conversation with her, she can easily turn things around and make herself the victim, as she always is. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason to go down that road. She's already proven that she's a problematic individual. And problematic individuals do not need more light, in my opinion. That's it. Um, I'm going to goodnight it um, for some of the same reasons that you said. The first thing I thought of was when she had the conversation with Charlemagne. And Mm -hmm. though that wasn't really a public thing, 
I remember Charlamagne talking about it. And honestly, I feel like it's all a game. Like, I feel like she doesn't want to come to some common ground. She wants to embarrass him. And that's why she said we can either have it on a public platform or as if she's a providing him with an option. Like, okay, sure, let's talk about this. Because he may rap very well, but I don't know how prepared he would be in conversation with someone who trolls people on a regular. Like, on the regular. And this is why I say that she's a troll, because I feel like there's ulterior motive behind her um, her proposition. And because of that, I don't think she's ready to actually sit down and meet on a common ground. I don't think she ever has met any black person when it comes to race relations or anything on any common ground. She is very much into what she believes and she wants someone else to believe the way that she does and embarrass them in the process of proving that. So I, I good night. The last thing I want to say about this before we even leave off that topic, I notice it. I notice how she uses black culture. I notice. She I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to act like she doesn't do that. Right. I know she's interested in black music. I like the she probably loves Savage herself stuff. a black man too. I don't, I'm not saying all that. Man. I am going to say this. I remember her quoting 21 Savage lyrics. I remember her <laughs> quoting his lyrics directly. 100%. I think she listens. And then yeah. when he gets, when the ice stuff happens to him, what she said about him made me go, I can't, I'm not, like, I'm not doing this with you. You can't make him out to be this villainous person and blah, blah, blah. You don't know him you personally. like his music, though. So I, I just, I take a step back and I go, leave the troll where the troll is based on what you guys are calling her. I, so I hear you. I just, I do think that you need to shine a light on things and people. Do you feel like she's I, the right person to shine do, a light on? I, I think that she's... Did, she's, did she's, people yeah. not try to shine a light on her multiple times? No, no, and no. try to have conversations with her multiple times? But that it needs to continue. It can't just go away. Because she? she needs to continue to speak to one group of people. But eventually, there'll be someone that comes along that can not put her in her place, but maybe change their, their outlook or provide a different outlook than the one they're accustomed to that actually makes sense. I get what you're saying, but at the same time... I think that people deserve to have the conversation publicly. Because if not, it's never going to change. We can say, don't give her the light of day, don't give her the light of day, but someone needs to bring it up publicly. Someone has to. I would be on the same page with you if not have, if she hadn't already had this a platform herself and there's been multiple discussions with her with, with people who are prepared to have a conversation with her. I agree with that. So I can't, I can't defend having another conversation with her in public. I, I can't defend having another conversation trying to get change somebody's feelings or thoughts who don't want to change their thoughts. That's like talking to Trump. Well, no, I just don't think. I mean, on a on yeah. a different scale, she she's so like set in what she believes is like Correct. talking to a Trump. I, I agree with that. All right. All right, so let's move on to the to the final hyper good night today. Whoo, Chale! If y'all haven't heard the news about Aisha <laughs> Curry. <laughs> So, Aisha Curry's been trending over the past couple of days. And if you guys don't know who Aisha Curry is, she is Steph Curry's wife. She is also a, I almost want to call her a, a food She's a show host. Uh, she has her celebrity own cookware. Chef. She basically is a celebrity chef. Yeah, restaurants, everything. She's a celebrity chef, a mom of, what, three or four kids now? Three. Woo, child. Ugh. Anyway, um, I said all that to say Aisha Curry recently just went on the Red Table Talk with Jada Pickett-Smith along with uh, Jada's mom and her daughter 
and spoke about a bunch of things that ended up setting Twitter ablaze. And one in specific that really was jarring was her commentary around not necessarily getting attention. In fact, getting zero male attention since she's been married. And we'll play the audio for you now. Me and like honestly has given me a sense of a little bit of an insecurity is the fact that yeah like there are all these women like throwing themselves but me like the past 10 years like I don't have any of that like I have zero this sounds weird but like male attention and so then like I begin to internalize it and I'm like is something wrong with me you're not looking but I'm gonna tell you something else too when your radar's turned off because I dealt with that for years, too. Like, and I was young. Like you. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Fair. I mean. Because I don't what? want it. But yeah. it would be nice to know that, like, someone's looking. But that when your radio is turned off. All right. As you guys just heard, um, this set Twitter ablaze. And not only did it set Twitter ablaze, but now almost every single major publication from CNN to Fox to Yahoo for God's sakes, everybody's talking about this conversation that they had. The question here is, hyper goodnight to Aisha Curry feeling like she should be able, she should be receiving more male attention as a married woman. Mike, let's start with Woo! you, married man. Right, can we can we just specify that Mike is the only married person in, in this room right yeah. now, so All we right. can speak from a different perspective. Here's the thing. I'm I'm gonna go hype because I'm gonna hype it. You're hyping. I'm hyping her, her wanting, wanting to receive more yeah, attention because okay. I I understand married women and I understand married women with children specifically, and I can tell you that validation is everything. Even commenting on specific things like, oh my gosh, this dress fits me again. I feel so wonderful. You have to validate that person, that individual. In this case, Aisha needs validation. And to be honest with you, in a world of NBA wives, she's kind of lost in a sea of beautiful people. Not to say that she's not beautiful, but she doesn't put herself out there like that. She doesn't present herself like that. She's not out there on social media wearing nothing. She's not posting fitness videos. She doesn't put herself in that space. So the point I'm trying to make is she's not looking for or posting for the attention that she is talking about receiving. So if she wanted it, I think she can go get it. Do you think she's beautiful? Like, just not because she's Steph Curry's wife and he's talented and they have kids that look like Let's him Let's use and a number her. skill. Like, if you saw her in the grocery store, would you be like, oh, wow. Okay, that's a really pretty woman. Like, Do I know who she is? No, I'm saying, like, if you just saw, imagine her just being a regular person. Which version of her? Which version? Yeah. I'm asking, like, uh, before kids, after kids? Before kids, after kids. Before all her kids and and now. I would probably give her, a, a, like, a second look, you know, before the kids, for sure. And then now, if you saw maybe, her... Maybe, maybe, but probably not. Okay. Yeah. Why is that? Um, I, I think it's a combination of things, <laughs> if you will. I think it's the way she carries herself. Um, also, her outfit choices aren't She's necessarily casual, very like casual. I mean, conservative. I don't think most NBA. Can, can I hear this again? What did he get? What did he give her? What did he give her? What was the number? I didn't give her a oh, number yeah, yet. Didn't give a what number was the yet. number? Because I didn't. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with it. 
Um, out of 10? I'm going to go with like a 6 out of 10. Right now? Yeah. But before she was a? Maybe a 7 out of 10. So she only went down one notch? Yeah. Oh, but 7 was passing and a seven, D is right. not. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and I, like, I think I'm, a, I'm not trying to be judging here, but if, Everyone you're, if, has you're, taste. if you're putting in, if you're putting in the world of NBA wives, um, yeah, she, you know, she's, she has some. She's very conservative. She has some. She, she's super conservative. You know what? Since beyond, I mean, it's beyond conservative in comparison to other NBA. She's wives. a wholesome church going, and that's fine. And I'm girl. sure Steph loves that. And right. as long as Steph is telling her that he loves it, and and showing her that he loves it then she should have nothing to worry about you know what i mean like he's well, obviously he... not attention seeking if he was we'd hear way more about it than we do right yeah and you know law i feel like you should go next since you want to go next on the last one i feel like this is a guy-centric topic i'm just saying like six is He's like that's general. I'm just saying, six <laughs> like, is, I'm just saying I, six is a good six is store. a good that's like, a good, don't that's even. A good you know, in the nba world that's you know Dang, you got some, you know. <laughs> so, Gloria. so I want to be very clear. I want to be very clear. I am. I'm good nighting her on this, and not for reasons that that anybody else would have said on this panel <laughs> for this for this reason. I'm good nighting her because I feel like this is the most hypocritical shit of all time. Like I'm okay with people going back on their word. Like I really am. But she is too vocal about the shit she says. Like, she's one of those people that is very vocal about a lot of shit that I'm like, fam, do you really want to put that out there in the ethos? Do you really want to be that person? Like, do you seriously want to do that? And I'm okay if you want to cape and be the Jesus freak with the, you know, I'm conservative. You want to wear your conservative flag. You can't be the person in 2011 that tweets out, at the auto bell, getting a much-needed car wash. Don't really need the men trying to holler, though. I'm engaged. Jeez, off the market. Oh, wow. Ooh, Chale, that know. sounds really yeah, different from your tone now. Digging up the old tweets. Woo! What kind of shuffle you got? <laughs> that sounds so different from and, you and right Mike now. And Mike is sitting here showing me different pictures of Aisha. And she's, like, in a fresh face picture. No makeup in a jersey. Like, I'm what? Not, I'm like... <laughs> Some girls don't even look that good without makeup. I don't even think I look that good without makeup. Listen. And no, and and she said several other things throughout her time on Twitter. Like this is the thing: when you're on Twitter, as long as she's been on Twitter, like you gotta know there's certain things that are gonna come back to bite you in the ass. Aisha's the same person that's like, mm, hmm. I don't. <laughs> Wait a second, I gotta not laugh. She said, um. I don't, I don't want to be like these other people or other women, for that matter, wearing things that are like revealing or whatever. I keep that in house with my man. Oh yeah, she I don't. did say that. So I remember that. that was 2015. Okay. Excuse me, Aisha. Are we, are we completely just reneging on all of this? Are I mean, we? Sounds like it. I don't mind you having an evolution, but I just wanted you to keep that same energy since you kept telling women that. Nah, this is how I. This is how I am. This is why I got what I got. But you know, back then she was a a, a seven, according to some men. Like Mike, <laughs> now she, and now she's a six. So of course she's gonna be feeling a certain way. I'm just saying, based off of Mike's scale. So of course she's gonna be feeling a certain way. I love you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that was a different time. Ooh, Charlie. So you're good nighting her. I'm absolutely good nighting. Do you the think shit that? Now, do you think that she's pretty? Before kids and after all her kids. 
Like, I, what score would you have given her before wait, the wait, kids? Wait, wait, Let me answer the question of do I think she's pretty. Yes. Aisha Curry is definitely a pretty woman. Okay, what Seriously. score did you give, would you give her before the kids? And what score would you give her out of 10 after the kids? I've given her the same score regardless of kids or without oh, okay. kids. Huh? So it would not wow. matter to me either way. Aisha right. Curry to me just looks the same, period. Mm-hmm. I personally find her to be an attractive person. Would I personally want to date Aisha Curry? No, but that's not based on her looks. Is based off of her going to church all the time? She, she's way too Jesus freak for me. Oh, okay. Way too. Like, I feel like after sex, she would do the Steph Curry thing when he does after he makes a shot, double taps his chest and the points up. No, I don't need you acting like you got oh, one of those. You don't, no. think, you don't think she would pray before sex like Sierra? <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of men will holler at Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> Commitment and they both were committed to it, and actually think that's a beautiful thing. No, no, Future was committing committed to getting laid. He was gonna do whatever it took. Listen, he was not committed to talking to God. Whatever it took, his commitment is to drugs and alcohol. Chase a check, never chase a. Dirty soda with a smile for. No, anyway, Future's honest. Abia, what about you? What say you? Um, I I really don't want to hype night this, but I I may. You you can't show. Yeah, and this is the reason. So Mike has shown me the picture of that girl who was always at the Warriors games back in the day. She wore the colors, the tight little fitted skirt. She's licking her lips. She got the long weave, looking cute. And Steph is like looking in her direction, but we don't know where he's looking because his back is turned to us. And that girl could have been a reason for you know a catalyst for why Aisha feels the way that she does. I want to hype her because of this. She was real. She was honest. She was raw. Um, normally when Aisha speaks out during playoffs, which is like every year <laughs> I have an issue because she's always playing the victim game. She always seems to make the playoffs about something that she said, right? Yes, every true. year. These are the facts. Um, but wow. for the for what she said, I can understand her feeling that way. Now, I don't have three kids and I'm not married, but I do know that being in a relationship for a long period of time, you probably do kind of wonder like, damn, do I still got it? Or I just only just got it with this person. Like, and maybe you do want that validation elsewhere. Not to say that you're looking for attention elsewhere or not to say that you're not happy in what you have, but this woman has had three kids three kids and I can't even imagine the type of emotion you go through after having one child and seeing your body change and you can't get it back to the way that it used to be having another one and having it change again and then having a third one because now maybe your husband was a boy I don't know so it's just like she's the one who's had to change physically the most in this relationship and Steph is not that and he's getting all the attention, not only because of his talent, but because he's an attractive person as well. Humble, seems like a great man. And so I can understand why she feels the way that she feels. And I don't think that it's fair for us to be like, good night to your feelings. Because we have never been in that position before. We have never actually had, had to give birth three times and wonder, do I still got it? Like, am I still cute? Like, my man tells me that, but he's supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are. You are supposed to be that sure. person for that for them. So I can understand that. Now, the good night comes in on this part. I feel like you have to just pick your battles. 
You know what I'm saying? And if the worst part of your marriage is the fact that other men don't holler because they respect your man, you have a pretty bomb-ass life. And so on that point, I can't feel bad personally because, like I said, I don't know what you're going through, but I do know that you have a lot going on for yourself and you have a lot more than a lot of other people have in their relationships. And so it's just like, be happy for the things that you do have. And don't worry about if other men are going to holler or if you still got it. Her, her mother-in-law even confirmed on the show, you don't even see the attention that you get. And her mother-in-law is around her all the time. So I think it's obvious there's a tension, but because she's not checking for it, because she's in love, in love with her man, she doesn't feel like she's getting any. So that's where my hype night comes comes in. I, I can appreciate her for, for keeping it real, raw, and honest. Um, I saw a meme that said, Aisha's just mad because no one wants to holler at her. They want to holler at Steph's mom. And, you know, that could be the case, too. I don't know. Because when you think about it, Steph's mom gets a lot of attention online. When it comes to Aisha, it's more about why did she say this and why did she say that? And it's less about her looks and more about why she's so vocal. So I don't know if that comparison has her in her feelings as well. But, you know, I'm hype-nighting it. And just for the record, to, to clear up what I'm saying, I'm not saying fuck Aisha Curry's feelings. I'm saying whenever you bring out a certain level of energy and you have a platform the way she has a platform, you got to always keep that same energy. That's just how, that's just how so, so society is set up. When she, when she did those tweets, though, I will say this. When she did those tweets, I think she only had Riley at the time. So she didn't have three kids. She had one child. She was probably I'm back not, to her old body, the, and she felt a certain way. Here's my thing. I'm not change. saying you can't evolve. Your opinions can't change, blah, blah, blah. But when you come out that strong, that starts. It like... Imagine you being It's like, biting her in the ass now. Yeah, that's my only thing. And I'm here for all the drag. Yeah. Like, drag the shit out of her. I'm glad. Do it. Do what you want online. She could just ignore all of that shit because it'll go away in a week. But you keep putting all that energy out there. I'm glad everybody's like, Yo, wait, 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 wait. Ain't you the same motherfucker that was saying this shit? Now you want attention from another man when you got a man. You're like, you're dating somebody that's making $250 million over the next couple of years and you're mad? Your life's so hard. I'm not getting attention from anybody else. Brandon Jennings was on TMZ. They were uh, following him around. He brought up the topic of Aisha Curry. And they asked him, like, do you think she's attractive? He's like, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, I mean, that's just one person. I, I doubt he's going to say, no, she's ugly or whatever. But everyone has their own taste. And she's not going to be everyone's taste. Just like I'm not going to be everyone's taste. Just like you guys aren't. So, No, she's, she's definitely pretty. Yeah. I think she's smart. I think she's business savvy. Um, she probably cooked really well. It seems like it. Um, she seems like she cares a lot about her family. Being a mom, there's a lot to like about like Aisha Curry. I still think, though, except she's a seven to him. Well, I just don't like those three points no, I didn't what, give her because I didn't have them to give. Seven isn't bad. She's, seven, she's, she's attractive. Six seven, seven, six. It's good. It's good. She's a mom. It's fine. Wow. He's <laughs> like she's wow. a mom. If she this wasn't is, a mom, she is, was a seven. This is already great. <laughs> she, she started off low. So. She's saying she's a mom. All, All right, saying. next topic. I did not realize we were going to spend the first 30 minutes on Hyper Good Nights, but this was a fun Hyper Good Night session. Hopefully, I enjoyed that. Now, let's move on to the new segment. Normally, in this case, we do one of our favorite segments called Black Car Revoked. But today, I want to do a little new segment called The Fun Fact. 
The fun fact is something that you guys probably hadn't looked up or probably didn't know. Something in general that we could probably try to spice your life up with so you can have your own conversations at home about this shit. And I can't wait to throw this at Avia to see what she oh. says about this. Why are you throwing it at me? Because Mike's, this has something to do with women. Mike's going to catch it. This, <laughs> this has something to do with women. <laughs> A Vice study came out not even two years ago. And then this conversation blew up on social media two weeks ago when one of or a, a, a professor of sexual education at FSU said something that people were like, ah, this doesn't sound right, which then kind of disputed what her, what she was saying to students. But here is the comment. And this is done with a study of a thousand women between the ages of 18 to 94. Oh, and, and here is here is the quick take. 18 percent of women who were interviewed said that they can actually reach a climax from penetration. That means, and this is what the study was focused on, 72% of women who have sex do not ever orgasm from penetration. Wow. This started a whole debate online around whether or not you as a woman actually can come from penetration. On the other side, nearly 37% of women responded that if you are actually using any form of clitoris stimulation, it would actually help to get them there. All of this to me does not sound shocking at all, but for whatever reason, men were in their feelings about this shit. Wow. Do you believe that this is accurate? I mean, if you're gonna question people from 18 to 94, you're gonna get a range of responses. Facts. Like 94, my guy. Facts. Let's ask a 94 year old. Who knows the last time the 94 year old had sex? It could have been 35 years ago. Like, that you probably don't remember what happened. Um. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, why not? Because my thing is this. Everyone's different. So, and this is the thing. Some guys believe that, hey, I did this with this girl. It's going to work with this girl. Facts. And they don't True. think, hey, you need to cater the experience to the person because everyone is different. Their bodies are different. And the way that they respond to things is different. Also, the chemistry, the sexual makeup of the chemistry you have with them is already different before you even get to the point of even having That's sex with them. That's where I was gonna go. So yes, I believe it. And guys shouldn't be in their feelings. They, sh they should just try harder. Mm. So a lot of guys, <laughs> a lot of guys online felt like these studies were just trying to make it sound as if men don't care about women reaching an orgasm, or men are selfish sexually, or that girls and have I, been faking it this whole time. And I'm like, wow. guys, this isn't this isn't hard to understand. This is like. Pandora's yeah. box. A lot of men, a lot of men are, we, I'm not saying naturally, but I'm saying we are selfish because we can autom we can always reach an orgasm. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. Women, not the same. Wait, Mike was going to say something. No, no, I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you, but I think part of it has to do with our own issues. As Whoa, men. where are you going with that? Oh. Oh, all right, not not issues. <laughs> Help me, please. I ain't got no issues. So we're, we're, we're not like PG thirteen. No, okay, this is right. grown right. out here in these streets. I, I I think it's a deeper issue, um, and I actually, you know, talked about this like not professionally, but with somebody professional because, you know, I had questions about it. and I just wanted to get their opinion of it. Yep. I think it comes back to masturbation and things that kids or men boys do at an early age. Mm -hmm that programs their body to accept and to expect an ejaculation or an orgasm. So I think that part of the issue with sex 
is that men are searching for that instead of searching to please the partner that they're with. Mm. So my point is, I agree and I believe it. I believe those numbers to be true because I think that part of the issue is guys go for what feels good. And instead of looking to please the partner that they're with and then worry about themselves secondly. So I think it's twofold. I, I agree that I do agree. I think that statistic is probably accurate. But I think that it has to do with not just one or two, but like a generation of people that are used to virtual porn, pornography, mm -hmm. instant stimulation. That's true. Then you get muscle memory. So then you're only watching something to get to a certain point. And then you, you know, hop in the shower and go about your day. You know, and then when you get with your woman, it's the same thing. You're looking to get to a certain point and you, you know, you're not looking past that. You're not looking at like the act that you're doing is supposed to be enjoyable for all. So I think that it's a twofold issue. I think that men play a role in it um, and not you know, lasting long enough or not finding is, out or exploring the woman's body enough to, to get her to that point. This is interesting. It's almost as if That's Mike's true. saying we're training ourselves, men, at an early age to only focus on the result. Like we're right. like trying to get to the result mm -hmm. as quickly as possible. Yeah. And if we're not getting to the result, we're like, okay, well... I'm doing something wrong. I'm doing something right. different. I got to, you know, well, watch another video or whatever gets me to that result. To and, piggyback off of what you're saying, do you believe that because men probably start masturbating at a younger age, maybe more at a younger age than women, that they get to know their bodies a little bit more so that it's a lot easier for them to get to that point of climaxing than a woman? Because there's a lot of women that don't know their bodies and they don't take the time to get to know their bodies and they feel ashamed for even doing that at a young age because of maybe what they've been taught or what their parents instill <clears throat> in them or whatever the case is. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to make this seem like like I, I totally agree with you. Like I don't want to make this seem like this is just a man problem and it's only a man's fault for why a woman is not orgasming, orgasming. <laughs> um, um yeah, in in a vaginal way, but I just feel like everyone has to everyone has to take some sort of blame for it at some juncture. Like if you're a man and you don't really you're not really invested in in pleasing the person that you're with, then yes, it probably is your fault that they're not getting to that point like you are. If you're a woman and you have not explored yourself, then yeah, maybe you've come across the right individual who can get you get you to that point, but you don't even know what gets you there yourself. And you expect them to know. So it's like, you need to get to know yourself, but on the flip side, the other person needs to get to know you as well. And without both of those things happening, then yeah, you're gonna have this percentage. I'm just saying, Biggie Small said it best. And, and that's- the, the more money you come across, the more problems- Well, yeah, 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 that's it. <laughs> 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 that too. Love you. What? I don't know. But uh, no, like oh, something that like it, it might sound crazy, but like as a younger you know kid, whatever, the line you know she came twice, I came last, rolled the grass, had me thinking mm. like that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm. And am I am I crazy to think that? Like Biggie had that sort of that one lyric. Wow. Was like man. That's a and line. As a young kid, I'm like yo, that okay, that that's. No, the same thing is driving like a S600, you know, V12. It's like you're bragging about something, so it must be true. And like, it must be something to, to kind of... And Live so that's, as my young mind was processing that, I was like, man, that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm. You know, you're bragging about you it. Just like your Yeah, your, your diamonds or your chain or your watch or your boat. You're bragging about, you know, making her come twice before you do. So it must be the same level. So well, for me, it was I wish like, more guys heard that line, too. I'm just saying, like, for me, that was, you know... 
I was like, I, I'm aspiring to that. That was wow. an aspirational lyric for me. As crazy as it sounds, it was. So. And I think when, when wow. you have kids listening to Future nowadays, I know we were like oh, wow. joking about that. <laughs> Future would never seem like the type of guy that's worried about a woman's pleasure. Like he he seems like the type that's just in it to get it for his own. So yeah. you have if you have people at a young age listening to his lyrics and living yeah. their lives based based off of lyrics, like people are known known to do at an impressionable Future's age. Future is one of those artists I would never let a kid of mine listen to. Like if he happened to find it, he finds it. But I I will give him and I'll be honest and open with him too. Like here's why. Right. You know you can make your own decisions, but you know listen to Biggie. It, you know. <laughs> That's just my opinion. All right. Sorry. Well, that was, that, was, Madness, that was our first. <laughs> I like that Snapple yeah. fact. <laughs> I mean, actually, I dislike it because that's not cool. No, but um, that was our first fun fact segment ever. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. Now let's get into the main topic. I think what we're going to do is we're going to split this up. We have two different segments we're going to do with Mike. Uh, one is a little softer. The next one it gets a little bit more personal. A little harder. So we're gonna. <laughs> so we're gonna start with the softer <laughs> version of this, and then we're gonna get into uh, the other one on the next episode. So um, as we as we stated earlier in the episode, the main topic today is around raising children in the digital era. In 2019, is completely different from any year that we've ever. When we were growing up, period, in general. Yes. There's so much to 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 know. And because neither me nor Avia are parents, we have you here as our parent whisperer. Prexy. That's fine. <laughs> parent whisperer? Child, Child whisperer. Yeah. yeah, let's do that the other way. Oh my God, Child you wrangle up those parents. <laughs> So I want to I wanna start the conversation. Well, can we just start with Mike just go. saying his child status? So no, that, go for it. Go yeah, for yeah. it. What's your children's uh, status right now? Um, so I have a daughter. She's 3.6 years old. Three years, six months. Adorable uh, as hell. Has his whole face. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> has his whole face. She does. She's a little Mike. Yeah, she, she's, she's, so my mini me. she's my mini-me. Um, she got his whole face. Yeah. She's like 46 months old now. No, maybe 50. One, I don't know. She's one month a year old. Nah, she's, she's 50 she's months four in years July. old. She's going on 40 as far as I'm concerned. So. And? Oh, yes. Uh, my wife is expecting. So, Woo! Uh, yes. Wait! I don't know what it is today. yet. We're not going to be very surprised. On delivery day. It's a French bulldog. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. So one in the oven. She's uh, five months in. So we'll see. Nice. Yeah. So I, I wanted to start this conversation by going back, and I want to compare. I want to like have the comparison conversation. Mm-hmm. So when it comes down to like how you feed your child, mm. now think about when we grew up. There yeah. were certain things that we were allowed to eat. And I would love to know, based on this day and age and how people how people are very hypersensitive about everything. Now. Oh yeah. They have fucking organic the milk is like, the enemy and yeah. <laughs> they got cashew milk now. Yeah. Cashew milk. <laughs> Look, we don't even Raisin drink milk. milk. Can't even drink milk anymore. Yeah. What, what are the what's the I love fishes come so delicious shit? What's the name of what's the name of that Goldfishes. <laughs> Organic goldfish. Yeah. Oh. Like, or they're like gluten the free fu- or something. What? The- gluten free. Yeah. What is yeah. that? Yo, organic- celiac is running rampant. What can I say? Man. I don't know. <laughs> so it's tough. Yeah. So Mike, my my first question to you is: in terms of the things that you grew up on, yeah. Like, would you let your kid no. eat any of the stuff that you grew up? Yeah, on? some stuff like Rice Krispie treats. Those really? Are- yeah, yeah. He's Rice like, Krispie I'm treats. not. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, no, man. Look, listen. I I grew up on like Jiffy and 
like hostess. Uh, the, what are the, the cupcakes? The, the, the hostess, the cupcakes. little Debbie, no, Twinkies. The, no, no, they were the uh, they were wrapped in tin foil and they had like the the cream in the middle. And they were oh ho hos. Ho hos. I love ho hos. So I grew up on ho hos. I grew up on uh, ding dongs. They were called or something. This wasn't part of your balanced complete you know I mean? breakfast, right? This no, is like snacks, honey nut Cheerios, yeah. like frosted flakes, like checks. My daughter eats none of that. Oh, <laughs> but you know. Certain things, you you know, Oreos, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, she had her first dunk, you know, the other day, and, you know, she didn't understand. I was trying to tell her, like, you got to let it get a little soggy. Eventually, she got it. You know what I mean? So those are things that I'm going to pass on to her. But in terms of, like, the straight-up, you know, high-fructose corn syrup, Kool-Aid, so no, 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 that, no, no Sunny D. No. What about Capri Suns? No. No, 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 we use uh, juicy we use, juice. Nah, man, I'm I'm rolling with Jessica juice. Alba and Honest Company. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> you know How much I'm is saying? Honest Juice? It doesn't matter. They yeah. have juice. I, I thought they just had baby wipes. I'm gonna Google this <laughs> right Wait, now. This whole time I thought they had dishwashing liquid and baby juice, wipes. Baby wipes. They got everything. We have. Yo, Jessica we're like an Alba is house. doing the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So honestly, it, it, they're good products. A little bit more expensive, but a lot less sugar. Of course sugar, they are. But you know what's in it. It's like the Briar's ice cream, milk, strawberry, sugar, and cream. Like you could read the ingredients, read the ing- understand them. <laughs> and, yeah, no mono and diglycerides and all that stuff. That's, that's why we roll with that. Um, a lot of home cooked food. We don't really do uh, like fast food. Really? Girl, yeah. Growing up in California, um, a lot of fast food restaurants were around. Mm-hmm. We don't really do that. Um, my mother in law is a big part of my daughter's life, so she cooks for her. Um, my wife cooks for her. I cook for her. I make little treats that I enjoy. Like as a kid, I have to think back to like I used to make these like peanut butter and jelly bites. Mm. So like I I I do little things, but no, like the not no little boozy no, stuff. No, like you the, got the whole aisle. Full. I wanted to bring that up. Though. Nothing like that. <laughs> have no. you seen little boozy's like Mm-mm. refrigerator for the kids? Well, not even just refrigerator. What no, am I talking about? It's a about? pantry. Oh, the pantry. It's it, a, has, it looks like a full wall of shit. Though. It's, it's like, like a like whole cracker one, cookie. But aisle. part of that though is it might be an overreaction to how you grew up because Joanne, right. my wife, didn't have like she. If you don't, my wife grew up um, extremely poor. There's no other way to say it. So for her. To be able to give my daughter, <clears throat> excuse me. Anything. I thought he was about to cry. No, no, no. I was like, Mike, no, 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 don't no, no, cry. No. <laughs> uh, I, I, for example, ice cream or, or any sort of. She considers ice cream a delicacy still because she mm. didn't have it growing up. She's wow. Like, you have to balance out what you want to do for your kid because I think think the bigger point is you want to make your kid better than you. Yeah. Like my job is to make Athena's life much easier than my life was. And much better than my life. Otherwise, you're failing as a parent, in my opinion. Your job is to make your kid better than you. I like that. That's the only job you have, is to make your kid's life better than your life. But if in doing that, though, yeah. you could be closing them off to experiences that you needed to have but, in order to become you. But it's your job to invoke those experiences and not... You don't have, like... like I'm not to quote my favorite rapper. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Jay-Z I'm not going to quote I'm not going to quote I'm not going to quote But the bottom line is... Well, you did a Biggie quote, so now you got to even it out. I know, I know. Even it out. But the bottom line is... <laughs> You know, I did that so you didn't have to. Your dad worked two jobs, so said? I didn't have to. I feel like well, my mom said that. I Hope did that. Hope so hopefully you wanted to go through that. that. Um, His yeah. mom said that. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so let me let me run through a couple of these. Yeah, though. yeah. So you already said no soft drinks. That no, includes we don't, soda. We, don't do soda. Yeah. we do we do a little bit of seltzer with some like fresh. Oh, fruit she's for a classy her. child. <laughs> I didn't yeah. have seltzer till like three years ago. For the first no, but time. Like, we do a little <laughs> seltzer with with uh, fresh fruit. We do fruit, like apple juice, but that's about the extent. Sugary of it. cereal. No, she does like Cheerios. 
That's, Cheer- that's not sugar. Yeah, Cheerios, Cheerios with bananas. Cheerios. We chop up Cheerios bananas. Cheerios is horrible for your kid. We'll get back to that. Okay, we'll get it back to BHT that. It has BHT Anything that has BHT in it, look for that. Oh, look for that. I didn't know. We do Cheerios You should never give your kid BHT. Dang, every single child in America eats Cheerios, I think. I didn't even know that. Bad Cheerios. Put up the hashtag. Bad Cheerios. I'm going to send you something about that. All right, I'm going to let your kid eat Cheerios. Yeah. Okay yeah, we do. Uh, uh, she does. No, 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 no. What? Um, What's the no? Wait a second. No, 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 we no, no, do no. honest fruit snacks. Gummies. gummies. We, 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 we got. do honest. Yeah, they do make gummies, but we don't like those. Those aren't good. Um, we do just. <laughs> we like, don't. Uh, we're uh, for her. Wait. <laughs> who don't? Wait. Who don't like it? You don't, <laughs> or Athena doesn't? As a unit. Athena's like, I like them, and jo- Joanne and Michael are like, we don't, so we all don't. <laughs> As a I, unit, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't champion. Can you imagine Athena saying, "As a unit, we don't like <laughs> organic." She's gummies. never said that. No. I'm assuming she's no, never, she said that. never said that. No. So there's no fruit snacks. So for you, there's no, no we, Welch's grape fruit. We snacks. don't do well. We do like gummy worms, gummy bears, stuff like that. Oh, that's candy. Yeah, she has gummies. Um, but gummy worms is candy, like sweet factory. So wait, you're, yeah, okay. wait, they're, they're you're saying this, but what happens yeah, during candy. like Halloween? Are you not letting her do the candy like everybody no, else? The so nerds, the starbursts, the skittles. Super interesting. Um, yeah, you go well, you're gonna you the apple parent. Wait, they only go to they only go to certain houses. No, but like, right. Well, <laughs> we gonna skip this whole no, block. <laughs> so like holidays are, are free. Like holidays are cool. You know, what so, do you mean? Meaning like I'm not gonna penalize her for having you know sugar on Halloween or. You know, cake on Christmas, or you know. So she's aware that this candy she's exists aware. in the world. She gets it, but she's okay. not. It's not a part of her daily life, right? So yeah. it's not it's like a special occasion. Because I think that a lot of parents they want to shelter their kids as much as possible from certain no. things, so that they they're not aware that they exist. Like I know people Facts. who are like, I didn't even know McDonald's existed till I was like twelve That's crazy, because my parents never it. took me because. They didn't want me to always want or always, you know, ask for or whatever. It's, it's, it's a problem because Athena knows what McDonald's is. She knows what a Happy Meal is. And every McDonald's we pass. She points Papa! it out. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. You get this, like, when we have no other choice. So you want her to know <laughs> so, you are getting certain things as rewards. You're getting certain yeah, things in certain situations so that privilege. she can appreciate it more. Yes. Okay. Yeah, who doesn't like? I mean, she loves McDonald's French fries. I get it. Like, who you know what I mean? Like, who doesn't? I get let, it. let me ask you this: Like, even what about frozen foods? Like, what about yeah. corn dog and stuff like that? You no, would, we don't none do that. of that stuff. No. Well, you no. know, I already know Joanne. Right. Joanne don't f with the no. frozen. Oh, you remember Joanne is like, she don't even f with no frozen corn. I'll she wants the man. fresh <laughs> corn. Oh, boy. Yeah. Can, I, can I bring up this can, story? Yeah, that's fine. All right, yeah, listen. It's, so it's, back in the day, this yes. is pre-Athena. We had all, it was me, Mike, Joanne. This is before you guys were married, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. went, and, and your sister, went she was Coney. in town. Yeah, my sister, yeah. We went to Coney Island, yeah. and we were sitting by the boardwalk. We were getting, you know, Coney Island food, wherever that may be. Joanne was hungry. And Mike was like, do you want this? Do you want this? She's like, no, no, no. Because everything was fried, deep fried, triple fried, whatever. She's like, they don't have any vegetables. They don't have any fruit. And so Mike, trying to think outside the box, like, well, they have corn. (laughs) So so he brings the corn on the cob, right? And Joanne takes like a half a bite. And she's like, I don't want this. This is not fresh corn. This is frozen. This is frozen corn. You said it was fresh. I never freeze my corn. And I know Mike Mike was trying to make up for it and be like, well, look, we're all the way in Coney Island. I don't think they have fresh corn out here. So I know if if Joanne has anything to do with what her child is eating, it's it's not going to be no frozen corn. Yes. Very true. 
I think this is a this is one of those conversations that seems easy in theory, like yeah. oh, block your kids from doing some of these things, but yeah. then does that mean our parents? Did a bad job. No, it's just they, they didn't know any better. I'm coming to realize this. Like that, like I know for a fact I was eating fish sticks when I was little. That's and now I know saying. goddamn well my kid will never have a fish stick a day in their goddamn right, life right. so long as I'm alive. Right. Ain't no way. Like what what is a fish stick? That's well, not even real. Fish. That comes with your knowledge of and your experiences. You're gonna take everything that you had as a kid, you're gonna take the things that you liked. And the things that you like now, and you're going to combine them, and that's what little Lawrence is going to get. I think a little Lawrence. Or a little, <laughs> or a little Laurencia. Or a little Laurencia is going to get. One of the two. I think also we need to keep a in Lurita. mind that... Little <laughs> 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 Lorita. Um, I think we also need to keep in mind, and not to say that single parent homes don't exist today, mm. but a lot of our generation grew up in single parent households where mm. we had a working mom who was... Um, you know, we were latchkey kids or whatever the case is, and maybe some of our parents did not have the, the time or the bandwidth to actually cook proper meals for us because they were doing everything else, being both parents at once. Sure. And so in that fact, I, I think we don't, we should acknowledge those situations and not look at it as you did this wrong. Because if I think of parenting, I think it's the hardest job that I've never had. And yeah. like, there is no guidebook to anything. There really is no right or wrong. It's really like what works for you, you know. No. There's tons of books, but I think it's all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. Like, I hate what to expect when expecting. No, oh, that's actually a good app. Oh, so. okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only yeah. book I know. No, that's that, the only that, book I know. Very informational. What to expect? Yeah, out. it gives you I stuff. Have it now it's like pre-information. Yeah, before the I baby know. Comes. Like right now, my baby's the size of like a, a watermelon. avocado, a small watermelon. Oh, yeah, I know What's that. What's a small watermelon look like? I've only seen large ones, like cantaloupe. Oh, okay. yeah. So, but my point is, <laughs> to your point, I agree with Five you. Five months cantaloupe. No, no, no I, I, I agree with you. But I think that when it comes to food, it's circumstance. It's what you can afford. Yes. You know what I mean. And, and fresh it, and food is usually more expensive. Oh, thousand. It's no. It's not, yeah. even, it's not even a joke. Right. And also, um, I agree with that. Your knowledge. You might just what you are aware of. Mm -hmm. You know, like I know a lot of my friends are, are going like vegan, like, you know, vegetarian, not eating, you know, meat and, you know, no fried foods, etc. Um, growing up, I had all of that. You know what I mean? It, it was mm -hmm. my mom didn't know any better. My mom doesn't even eat meat anymore. Like my mom's Same gone. with my mom. That's my mom's so gone, crazy. Like, like she's like blending vegetables mm -hmm. and like she lost like a hundred pounds. My mom was just, wow. like a different person. And like when you like, know better, you do but better. But growing up, I had like duck fat fried chicken. Like, <laughs> at least, Wait, like you had week. duck fat? Back you've in the day? Had, if you've never had fried chicken fried in duck fat, it's amazing. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but these you are just were examples. You were an advanced child. No, but no, but duck like, like these are you know. My you know mom how I know? Meals. You know how I know it's fucked up when I was younger. We used to eat chitlins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Do you Do you no. know what the? How did you not I die? I couldn't even do that, bro. Like, I, do you know what a chitlin is? While they're being is? cleaned, we that's, had to leave the house. That's a cultural thing. I'm not doing that. Right. Yeah. My grandmother used to make chitlins, and before we used to walk up to the house, I could smell them from the smell. car. Yeah. And I was like, I am not. Yeah, I am there. not. Like, I was I don't, like, I don't really like chitlins. I don't, really like, <laughs> I don't even want to know if I like it. How about that? Right. Yeah, why would I want to know good. that? I'm good. I can't yeah. even put it up to my nose. Like, no. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's transition here. So, we started off with food. <laughs> And the only other space to go is when we grew up, I felt like our plan our parents gave us a lot more autonomy. Like they let us do shit yeah. in a way that 
Not to say it's not possible to do this now. No, there just were decent humans out there back in the day. Like, oh, you believe that? Yeah, there weren't school sh- there weren't school shootings back in the day. Yo, I believe it. Like, yo, what are you doing out here? Get your butt home. I agree. So I so there. agree with that. Hold on. So here here's where it boils down to. Okay. Parents nowadays, from what I see, will not allow kids to do not even a quarter of the things that we used to do when we were younger. I could go to the park by myself with my friends, stay there until like 7, 30, 8. When we got out of school, nobody cared. My parents knew where we were at. They didn't have to like go running around trying mm-hmm. to figure out what we were doing. We could ride our bikes up and down, like whether it's not, like four, five, six block radius, nobody cares. Now, it sounds as if people are, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm being hypersensitive, mm-hmm. but I feel like we're not letting kids be kids anymore. But I want to hear from you in terms of just even that that six to fourteen age. Yeah, because I I know it's going to be even further different when you're like a teenager. But would you allow your kid to have any of the same social life or any of the life that you had when you were younger at all? Yeah, that's a you know, it's tough because back in the day, my mom knew everybody. So, like, I wasn't ever at a house where mom didn't know the mom or the dad or the coach's, coach's friend's brother was there. Everybody knew everybody. These days, it's different. Like, Athena goes to school with a bunch of other, you know, three-and-a-half-year-olds. So we meet the parents, but I don't really know them. You know what I mean? They're not, like, my neighbors. My neighbors, I don't really know my neighbors. I don't speak to them. Back in the day, I used to be friends with my neighbors on both sides and behind. So we'd have a bunch of guys that we'd all get together. We'd you know take off for hours, to your point, on bicycles, went to the school, played handball. Whatever we did, we did. We were out. Sunlight came down. Sun, I had to be up before the street, the street lights, lights started coming on. on. Yeah. yeah, I had to. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, to my, I would never let my daughter do that now. And, and But aren't you taking away some yes. of the experience? Like, this is what I was talking about before. Yeah, I am. You're taking away some of the experiences that could allow her to become tougher as an adult no question but so, she's a kid growing up in new york city toughness isn't going to be an issue what i worry about are things that she can't control that i can't control you hate me if you want but if i had a son it might be a little bit different what oh here we go what where are you going with that <laughs> hate me if you want what are you doing but <laughs> what my are daughter, you doing my daughter isn't going over some strange guy's house i'm not doing it you know what i mean like i have to know the family i have to know the parents know the father know everything like it's my little girl. It's different. My son. I'm sorry, but you know he's a, he's a guy. But can wow, I? Wow. Here I, we go. Can I make guys this? Are, I, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying it just on gender, but they're just. You different. literally are saying it on gender. Well, they're different. They're tougher. I don't have to worry about someone necessarily overpowering my little boy. And well, if, you know. Can I bring this point yeah, up? Please. I feel like in this climate, it's tough. Little black boys are are getting targeted more than black girls when I, agree I think with about that. like the Trayvon Martins and I could just list all the hashtags of of black Facts. boys and yeah. it's just like Facts. That's in why that so in that capacity mm-hmm. maybe the enemy is not the neighbor maybe the enemy is the cop that that pulls the car over while he's playing with his friends and not doing anything wrong at all and then something happens to him in that capacity I would never wish that on anyone yeah, I'm just saying course. that in the climate that we're in now, it's like it's almost like you have to worry about black boys the same way that you would your black girls, but just in a different light. 
You know, there's no question. And if I do have a wind up having a son, I that's gonna always be in my mind. I have to teach him, you know, how to act, how to speak to the police, how to do certain things that I've learned my whole life. That I feel I've been pulled over probably fifty times. You know what I mean? Like I, these are lessons that are gonna be taught to both my son and my daughter. My point to circle back was I'm not I'm not saying that my daughter's not gonna have fun and and you know, but I have to be I feel more diligent in where she goes. And who she's around, because of who she is and what she has. Mm-hmm. She's a she's a she's a woman, and I think that she deserves a higher level of protection than my son would in certain circumstances. You know what I mean? Like I, I you know, she's unable to defend herself. Um, in terms of play dates and playgrounds and stuff, no, she's gonna have a good time. You know what I mean? I have to believe that we instill in her common sense values to where she can be alerted to a situation that isn't right, even at a young age. Mm-hmm. She knows right from wrong now, you know, and we hold her accountable for that, what's right and what's wrong now. So, you know, my hope is that as she gets older, six and seven years old, she goes out into the world and she keeps those values and she recalls them when she needs them, but I can't be there. And in, and in today's climate, as you mentioned, we don't know what's gonna happen. It could be anything. So. I'm, the freedom I had growing up, I don't expect my daughter to have, and, and well, I wouldn't want it to have it. I okay, but wait, wait a second. I wouldn't want her to have it. No way. What about play dates and sleepovers and any of that stuff? Because you know you definitely got to do that shit. Yeah. Girl. You're telling me you wouldn't allow, let's say a daughter is eight, nine years old. Yeah. She can't go have a sleepover at her friend's house? I mean, it depends. It, it really would depend on the situation. Yeah, what's she the could. situation? Like, what I'd on? have to know the parent, and I have to understand who's going to be there, who's going to be around, who the parents married to, you know, the track record of the kid. It's not just going to be a blind. Yeah, I don't know them, but go ahead and have a good time. I need to know them. I need to have a conversation. What are they going to be doing? Where are you at? What's your phone number? Where do you live? You know what I mean? And who's who's sleeping there? I, That's like, interesting. I, my, I, my cousin I, said something similar. She brought it up. She's bro. like, I always need to know who the hell staying at your goddamn who's house at all times. Who yeah. who who, who over there right now? Right. <laughs> who all there? Because you know, like him downstairs. You know, I don't know guys. You know what I mean? Like it's a little girl. Like guys are. You know, some guys have problems, man. You know. So playing outside, like. Yeah. You're fine. So yes. long as it's in the front yard. Yeah. But then outside of the front yard, riding every, bikes. I'm the parent. Riding like, bikes. Bring everybody up. over. But wait, riding bikes. You're sure. like, you're, wait, how far are in they the going? In the neighborhood, yeah. Oh, so you wouldn't mind. No, no. I live in a neighborhood now where I wouldn't mind at all. You know what I mean? It depends Very on where you live. Very suburban, right? right. Very yeah. suburban. So it depends on where you live. I live next to the beach and parks and... Well, let me ask you this. Time. Do you think that if your parents lived in the neighborhood, in mm-hmm. any neighborhood in New York that you would have had the childhood that you had where they let you do all these things? Or no. do you feel like because they lived in this, the type of neighborhood they yes. had, that's why they allowed Correct. you that freedom? Yes. So you're really not doing anything different than what your parents are doing or right. what they would have done. Right, I don't think so. Yeah. And I think that using their model because like, I appreciated the fact that my parents cared where I was mm-hmm. in a way that I didn't I didn't at the time, but I do now looking back on it. They As were a parent, always, of course. You, you, you no, probably look yeah. at it like, I get it now. Because there are times it. where dudes are at my house, like my friends are at my house, and like their parents never checked on them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but I know you wish I your parents over, were like that back in the day, I'm sure. Well, right? yes. At, at, the, at time, the time. Yes, the time. I did. But looking back on it now, I'm like, man, my dad really did check up on me. You know, he would just come by sometimes, like, hey, what are you guys doing, blah, blah, blah. And I get it now. Mm-hmm. I get it. And, you know, 
Daughters are different. I I, I wish every. I don't it, like that. Daughters Why do you are keep doing that though. Because Nas said it best, man. Daughters are different. I'm just letting you okay, know. Okay, so we got Biggie, we got Jay Z, we just, got Nas. It changes. <laughs> I, I my guess is Rihanna's and then Beyonce. I can I can quote Rihanna too. <laughs> <laughs> what did Rihanna say about daughters? No. <laughs> I am Mike Stills. So I, I never Once the good name. girl's gone bad, she's gone forever. Oh, wait, though, that's Jay Z. Sorry. I'm Adriana. <laughs> I'm Adriana. <laughs> but no, it's, you know. But I think also you have to keep in mind, like, if you do have a son the second go around, yeah. you don't even know what his personality is going to be like to True. even know if you can trust him in that way. Because some boys be doing some dumb stuff. And that's, you know. Invincible, it's, dumb stuff, and it's almost like you may have to look after him more. I'm not. You're right. I'm not saying that. No, you're but right. But just because he is a boy doesn't mean that it's going to be like a cakewalk. Like, oh yeah, he'll know how to defend himself. Oh, he'll know how to. You know. I feel like it's it's a thousand percent my responsibility to. Yeah. You know, it's weird. It's weird. It's the weirdest thing. The minute you have a kid, <clears throat> it's no longer about me. I'm about to cry. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> my voice is my voice is, it's no longer about me it's about them and so everything i do everything i i'm saying right now is in defense of her mm-hmm. that's all i just want to make sure she has the best job and not be overbearing and not be i'm not saying i want to be the guy that's popping up on the you know over her shoulder you are going to be minutes. that guy no 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 no, no. Clearly, i, I won't be, be that, that guy. guy sin gonna come down the tesla <laughs> she's not even gonna know <laughs> All right, let's, 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 <laughs> I wanted to get into this whole debate. I was having this with my coworkers, and I can't wait to get your take on this. It's a smartphone debate. Mm. It is the what age would you give your kid a smartphone, mm-hmm. and what age would you allow them to have access to the internet in general? Because... When you give them a smartphone, most likely you're gonna have the internet on it. Now there's clearly there's I was gonna say that. Yeah. There is there's phones that allow you to have limitations and restrictions on them. Sure. There's a phone that don't. Now, when you when I talked about this with my coworker, she brought up three things. Now she has she has a four year old. Yeah. And her four year old's going on five, but her four year old's really smart, really tech savvy. Yeah. And one of the things she was talking about with one of her best friends who has an eight year old is that the eight-year-old was feeling really bad and crushed because the eight-year-old is the only student in her class that didn't have a, a smartphone or a cell phone for that matter. That's crazy. So when Eight everybody years else, old. yeah, so when everybody else was was told, "Hey, bring up your smartphones at the beginning of the class," like everybody's supposed to do, put them in the little pouch. She's the only one in the entire class that didn't bring it up and was teased about it, mocked about it, wow. weeks on weeks on weeks on end, and her parents. Would not cave until she literally was like going through this state of just, I don't even want to call it depression because I don't, I don't want to say kids are just being depressed, but the kid was crushed. And so the parents decided that they were going to try to go do something like what they had read about. It is the wait till eighth. Wait till eighth means wait till eighth grade to give the kid a smartphone, to give a kid a phone. But you need multiple parents to agree and take away smartphones and phones from their kids. That's not happening. <laughs> That's the that thing. Now, depending on the school, mm-hmm. a lot of parents have gotten together and agreed to do this. If you get more than 10 to 11 parents, then other parents follow suit with you. Because then it's like, yeah, we're not giving our kid a smartphone either. And it's a group thing. Mm-hmm. But that requires all the parents to agree, which no, most parents aren't going to agree. 
So, I said all that to say, think about yourself, your scenario, what you would do. Yeah. Because the average age of a kid receiving a smartphone is actually around 12. Yeah. That goes into that close to eighth Yo, situation. My, my nephew just hit me, he just texted me the other day, like for the first time, I got a cell phone on my, I was like, what? How old is he? 11. Well, and, and here's what I was gonna say. 56% of children between the ages of eight to 12 yeah. have a smartphone. Yeah. Yo, so this isn't I shocking. I feel like we're talking about some Jordans. Like no, kids are being no. made fun of because they don't have like the flies pair of but shoes. But we're talking if, about phones. If I handed Athena my phone like this. She would know how to use she it. She knows exactly what to oh, do. Oh, of course. So. I understand both sides of it. She's not getting a phone until she's 11 or 12, period. Hold on, hold on. We're going to do another on, episode of Mike when Athena's eight and wait see what happens. <laughs> no. I literally wanted to. Period. Um, me and you are right here. I'm like, nope. Look, we should put a pin in this. 11. Let's circle back. No, no we do that. We back. do 10 or 11 years old, maybe 12. God willing, we still have this podcast right. for yeah. four more you years. We're going to be on Mike, episode you 218. Mike, you'll have it. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not right. kidding. No. I lo- Wait, so you and your wife sat yeah. down and y'all discussed 11 or 12. Yeah, she has a, no, she has a tablet now. Like, now. She can't call her friends on that but, tablet. But, but she can phone? send them an iMessage, right? Nah. No. I yeah. love the fact that he thinks that he won't evolve on this the same way Aisha we'll Curry see. just. No, no, we'll Aisha Curry just evolved. I'm saying to you right now, I already feel like this evolution is going to take place. Law's asking you to tweet this so we can go back to this Ooh, tweet. Please. <laughs> tweet. Tweet this. Because you know what? I'm only one half of the institution. Please, so. please, please tweet this out. Tweet it with the hashtag ban Cheerios. I'm only, yeah. <laughs> I'm only one half of the institution, but in my opinion, 11 years old is key. I'm sure the other half of the institution agrees with you. Yeah. For now, until she's eight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really confused by the thought of you not wanting to know where your child is at all times. Oh, I because know. that's you're, you're missing that step. No, Mike is no. going to put a GPS tracker no. in her shoe. Duh. I I, absolutely. <laughs> no question. Have yeah. you ever seen Black Mirror? The yeah, episode no, of Black you Mirror? You think I'm kidding? No. Um, on her necklace, actually. But um, no, it, listen, I will know where she is. She's nine years old. Nine years old. I'm not going to know where she is. I don't need a cell phone to know where my daughter is. That's crazy. That's not true. No, it, it is true. What if she's <laughs> in danger? What do you mean in danger? What, at school? They can call hey. the school. They can call me. They can text I, me. Mike, I yeah. feel like you're you're potentially putting yourself in a blindside situation. No. You, uh, no. No. Lawrence, you went how long without a cell phone? You just told, you just told me that the age and era that we grew up in, we were allowed to do things of that course. you can't do now. I'm just answering so the question. Then, no. We didn't have cell phones. So we, but that's what I was right. going to say. Okay. I, I could go without something that wasn't a... Invented. <laughs> that's my point. So, Out of Walkman. So for me, an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old has a schedule that involves around their parents. Um, she's not absent of oh, us I at that age. Okay. So why do I need a cell phone for Pick her from school, take her to dance class. You're done with dance class, we take you home. We know what time you're out. I don't need you to call me. I don't need you to have a cell phone. Mike is like, she ain't going to no happy hours yeah, after yeah, after, yeah. after, <laughs> after second grade, no, sipping because, juicy juice, talking to her friends at the bar. No, but once you open that box, once you give her a phone, you can't take it back. Yeah. How do you so at eight that? years old, what are you, what are you doing? You now you're giving him a, a key to the world. And to say that you're limiting the technology, that's a joke. Because they're going to figure out a way around yeah, it. And around. that's it. And then, you know, Instagram and everything else comes with the territory. My friend has an 11-year-old. Just got him a cell phone last year. 
Now it's a fight for social media. Oh, gosh. You know what I mean? My yeah. friend's fighting with his 10, 11-year-old son over social media. Why? Do you think that Athena will have that same fight with her tablet, though? Because, I mean, social media is accessible through tablets and YouTube and all this other stuff. Maybe, but that's definitely like, that's just one less thing I gotta <laughs> like, worry that's, about. That's, that, that's not happening. I feel like that's... Okay. 11-year-old on Instagram has no business on Instagram. I agree. In my opinion. No, I agree. We we are doing this in a in such a vacuum. So I'm going to bring no. up another friend of mine. Okay. I'm going to bring... Because it's easy to say this stuff now in, in theory. But when there's peer pressure, I, like, I, we all remember being younger. Sure. None of us want to be that person that feels... Like the... This is, this is a different level of FOMO when you're younger. I'm talking 10, 11 years old. But there's a different level of FOMO Back when then it was Jays. It wasn't phones. Back then it was sneakers. It wasn't... Mm-hmm. Instagram accounts, you know, so yeah. everything's being replaced Jersey's, by something CPUs. else, you right. know, right? But and but there's that level that that comes over you when you're not able to be a part of that thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're missing the psychological aspect of that where oh. kids are like, you start Watch. feeling like Aisha Curry, like I'm not getting hollered at, but all my friends are. Actually, as you mean, you're joking, <laughs> but I mean, I'm halfway joking. Like it's the Aisha Curry effect, like. You have everything in the world, but you don't have what everyone else has, and it makes you feel a certain way. It right. makes you question yourself. Well, so what responsibility do you have as parents then to mitigate that? Like, if, if I make a decision and say you're not on the internet and you're not on social media and you don't get a cell phone until you're 10 years old, let's just call it a round number of 10 years old. Oh, but all my friends have it. Oh, my God. Well, are you all your friends? If your friends jumped you know off I mean? the like, bridge, like, would no, you? That's no. exactly where he just went. <laughs> no, but, but, no, but, but, no, but, but no, in all honesty, like, okay, that's great. But is that your life? You know, were they, you know, for example, I think that there's give and take. Yes, your friend might have a cell phone, but were they, you know, in L.A. last week? Or did they go to the Museum of Metropolitan, or, or did they go to the MoMA in, in Paris or... Like, I'm not saying her life is... My, my plan for my daughter's life is amazing. Like, like she's going to have a great life. So, if you didn't have a cell phone until she's 10, she's going to have to deal with it. But you're, you're viewing that from the prism of what you think a child's best life should be. Which is what my parents were trying to do but to that's me. what all parents yeah. do. But, but no, but this is what I'm saying. When she gets into herself, which is her finding her individuality, yeah. and they were... What I've been reading, kids are finding their individuality between the ages of 6 to 14 at... Most. They're finding their individuality but between that age. what does individuality and, mean? But, but wait, let me let okay. me say this. Yeah. If she's trying to find that, and to her, her peers mean that much to her. I'm not saying it's going to be the case, but yeah. if they do, what you've envisioned for her to be the right thing yeah. is not going to be the same, and it's not going to mean as much to her, and that's no disrespect to you, no, normally. No, I think there's something to be said as a parent, the battle that you have to go through internally and doubling down on your parenting style and not being influenced by the outside world. And I, I'm sure that's like Oof. one of the hardest things in the world yeah. where you may even question, you may even, Aisha Curry, your own self. Like, am I being, <laughs> sorry, I just have to that's use right. her. Am I now. being a good parent <laughs> or am I missing out on something for my child that I need to provide for her because these other parents are doing this. Right. And so it's almost like, you have to really stand true to your own values so that you're not just latching on to what the trend is and what's going on. Agreed. So I understand you not wanting her to dabble in certain forms of social media because yeah. it could become complicated. And in a lot of ways, actually. Yes. And there's only so much you can do to kind of mitigate and that, that. That's why I say. And, and so here's my question, though. Mm-hmm. 
when her friends are around her and they are on cell phones and they're doing what they're doing and yeah. then there's the stuff that you can't control happening. Yeah. Where where do you go in terms of getting her to understand like listen, don't fall into this trap because I don't feel like there's anything you're going to be able to tell she may her. She understand that then she'll understand it later. Well, I'm not and that's the whole point. I'm not like it is my hope that the years and years of conversations um, discipline conversations discipline she understands me and and I'm not anti-fun I'm not anti-you what I am is you don't need a cell phone and Instagram and Twitter at eight years old I, so yeah, that's, that's that's all I am like I am the most fun dad you're ever gonna have you just don't need that I'm also very open I want to be open with my kids. I don't want a closed off, tight-lipped relationship or household. I hate that. I, I had some of that growing up where, you know, we just didn't talk about certain things. I don't want that. I want to be open. I want her to come to me with anything that she may be having problems with or questions about. So I hope that that circumvents the need to search elsewhere and to for to, information, to yeah for information yeah, and affirmation and and everything else that comes with that yeah also I understand the importance of her friends and she's gonna understand that too but it is my hope that the values I'm instilling in her and the thought process is that yes your friends are important and relationships are important but your inner happiness and and your education and your well being comes first so I hope that she would understand that and. You know, that's a battle that I'm willing to fight with her. I just, I, I feel it to my bones. And mm -hmm. I, I hope it doesn't come to that. But All right. I want to I wanna tackle a couple of other topics still while we have this. Yikes. Okay. All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> He's like, I thought they were tackled. No, it's fine. I, that's what I'm here for. Not on this thing. You're providing enlightening information oh. for us non-kid people. It's just it's <laughs> a sense of responsibility. That's all. Yeah. Huh. You have a daughter, yeah. as you've already stated very clearly, and I've been looking up a lot of stats. I've been looking into like what parents think about this, and this is something that I couldn't believe was like a polarizing topic. Would you allow your Would you allow your household to have a male babysitter? This is something, and before you even speak on this, this is something that this is was not only a controversy in Australia, but it was a controversy in the U.S. And there is a lot of males who have come out saying it was discriminatory and a lot of discriminatory practices that have been pushed. And it's sad that there are discriminatory practices against men doing a job the same way we would not want there to be discriminatory practices towards women doing a job. So would you yourself hire a male babysitter no. with a no? Why is that? Because I'm a guy. And I just I, look, I'm not saying he can't do the job. I'm not saying they're not professional. What are you saying then? I'm saying that <laughs> women mean? have, women have, after being around kids all the time now, because it's all I do is kids. Um, pause. No. Pause that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, um, Law doesn't have yeah, kids, yeah, yeah, which is why yeah. he paused it. Um, <laughs> women are just like the guys. We we like hang out and observe and you know comment and swoop in when there's danger. Women are more inherently more. That's a very good word. Maternal. Um, Mike. No, just let me finish. I the thought you were going to say More maternal. Um, softer. Um, more experienced when it comes to children. And also yearning. There's a yearning to, you know, especially if you're dealing with a babysitter that doesn't have kids. Usually, like, the, the ones that I interviewed, I interviewed, we interviewed, like, 
50 au pairs, which is like a live-in babysitter situation. So they have an innate, almost like a trait to taking care of kids and family. He's about to cry again. <laughs> Sorry. Let me know my voice. I don't know. Mike is legit dying on the mic. Uh, no, no, no. He's probably been talking all but, day at, at his job. I have been. But it, it's weird. I'm not saying that men can't do the job. For me, though, I wouldn't hire a male babysitter I'm to watch my that daughter. Was your reason. I wouldn't. Do I thought it. it was going to be the other reason. And, and also that. But, yeah. but mainly the fact that yes I think no, women. Though, do you think it's discriminatory? Yes, yeah. hell yeah, it is. Yes. So you're okay with yes. discriminating? Certain this. discrimination, I'm okay with. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Here goes law with this. Certain, wow. certain discrimination, I'm okay with. When it comes to my daughter, hell yes, I'm okay with it. I'm not gonna. I, why would I put her in that position? What position? To be alone with a man that isn't her father at five years old. So do you understand that in terms of rape with children? Yeah. The statistics on women versus the stats on men are very similar. Eerie similar. I hear you. Here's and you're... They use the restroom. You have to wipe my daughter. So this There's is, a lot of things. This is what that, you got to do. You just don't have a nanny for your kids. You just let your kids out and roam no. and play and they're going to be safe. Based off of your stats. <laughs> I'm not saying that they can't do the job. I'm saying that for me, if it was me hiring a, a, a nanny or a male babysitter... I would probably pass and I would hire a woman to watch my daughter I understand over that. a man. That's Shoot, it. there's a lot of R. Kelly's out there who a, are not R. Kelly. If I had twin boys and a male babysitter, knock yourself out. But I, I would still feel, hire a woman. I would feel more comfortable hiring a woman to watch my daughter than a man. For a lot of reasons. But, mm-hmm. you know, the private parts are one big one. All right, I'm gonna go to the next subject. I wanna talk with I'll you even, more and then we will get we'll we'll cut the episode off for this and then We'll continue on the next episode. Okay. So the last two questions I have, one is surrounding a situation that took place with someone I know. And so I want to know how you would actually respond to this. What do you do if you find out your child is watching porn? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we're not there yet. We're still um, trying to get through the you, cell phones. And, and, and especially if it was... They they've they found out directly from their friends at school. Like, what do you do? Is this my daughter? Yeah. Mm. Mike is gonna handle every situation differently based off of the gender. And in the situation child. that I'm bringing up, it was one of my friends' daughters. Yeah. So I just, I want to know from you. How old were they? Because uh, I I have to just put it in. What's context. the age range? What's the age range? Eight to eleven. Eight to eleven. Yeah. We that's gotta efficient. we gotta have a conversation. Is that when the birds and the bees conversation starts? Yeah, that's when it starts. Because if you're curious, then then maybe we need to have a conversation. But the thing about me is I'm open. I'm not I'm not that guy. I'm not that father that's gonna be like. I can't believe this. <laughs> wait, I can't believe it's it. It's not gonna wait a second. Nah. If it's you, not me. Mike. Yeah. Hold on. I'm not gonna be happy about it. I mean, but it's not me. Hold on. He's, he's not gonna he's not he's, gonna be like, I can't believe this in front of her his daughter. He's gonna be like, I can't believe this in front of Joanne behind closed doors. I can't right. believe Athena's doing this. No, 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 this. no, no. I would tell her shit about like, hey, listen, like You're not gonna freak out. He's gonna freak no, out. No, yeah. Not his daughter, though. Definitely freak out, but I don't want her to feel like you're freaking like out. She can't come to me about anything ever because the next time it could be that's, ten times worse, right? Like I'm pregnant, exactly. so I'm not gonna show her like, oh my god, what are you doing? Like, hey, let's talk about this. I man. don't know how you keep it together. In Wait, that let me ask what? you this: zero point zero percent chance anybody keeps it together. No, you in that have to situation. keep it together, bro. What are you gonna do? Because if you if you flop the Wait. handle, 
No, think about it. The next time there's, a... I agree with you. Okay, I'm saying to 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 be that guy the in the moment and raised. you find out. You're, you're... The way I was raised, no one ever talked about anything like that. So there were zero conversations around it. You had to find out. On so your I own. had to find out on my own or hide it, which is ten times worse. So no, nah, let's be open. That's it. I wanted to ask. I want you, an open household. And maybe you've already answered this just now, but when it comes to like the birds and the bees yeah. talk. Are you going to initiate that, or are you going to wait for her to come I'm gonna to initiate you? it? I don't want her to, because wow. I don't know how early she's going to see. It's New York City. I so when know. are you going to initiate that? So my friend was talking about, she was like 14 when she was Do you think that's like, too late? Because these kids I are going about way it. late. No, these no, kids I'm are saying she lost her virginity at like 14. So. so when do you initiate the top? 12, 11, Do you think 12 years old. too late? No, I think 11, I think 11 12 years old. I feel like these kids old. are knowing these things well before we Sex education is one thing, but talking about like birds and bees is another. I can't... I mean, maybe 11 years old. I'm having that conversation way before. I'm that. just saying that I feel like the For kids. Guy, I agree with you. See, oh you. my God. <laughs> He's like, my son gets it at five. Athena's getting it at 14. <laughs> this is ridiculous, bro. <laughs> what the? You better you hope. Fuck is this? You better hope you don't have a son so Athena doesn't look at you like, you didn't do that with me. No, but. And the whole comparison of how you parented her and how you're parenting her sibling you're to right. make her feel like, well, why didn't you do it? I'll, tell, like her, I'll tell her because oh, you're, you're my, a woman. Because you're my princess. You're the lady of this house. You guys don't get the Game of Thrones reference. But anyway. You're a princess. Is coming, Jon Snow. Well, those are, I'm yes. just naming names. No, it's the fine. Night King. Danny. Oh, wow. You guys know White a lot. Walker. Yes. Um, and the woman. No, but the, the bigger Trump point supporter. is, look, you can sit here and say, yes, I want to raise a man and a woman differently. My daughter and my son are She's gonna the same the person, difference. regardless of gender. I raise them the same. That's not the that's not the real world though because in the real world they're treated be. differently. That's not this world. It's the world <laughs> that you're creating for her though. No, because what you're she'll never even know. But what you're already right. doing, what you're no, already no, no. doing, from what you're saying no, is, I disagree. you're you're raising her differently. And if you have a son this time around, mm. Athena is going to be what three years older than. Three year difference? Four, almost four, yeah. Four, so they may be in high school at the same time yeah. or middle school or whatever, but she's going to notice the way that you treat the son and letting the son do things and get away with things that she was not able to do because she was your daughter. And you're actually preparing her for how the world's going to treat I, her too. I, I understand because that. men get away with a lot more stuff yeah. than women do. So you're actually treating her. This is the way that the real world is. The way that I'm raising you in this household, I'm letting your brother get away with 10 times more things than you because he's a man and because of the stigma that, that a young man holds, but you're not going to get away with those things. What are we talking about getting away with? Whatever you, you want to talk about. Okay. Because I'm just saying, like, the things that we've brought, brought up, there's always been this question of, is it my son or my daughter? Yes. And so you're already questioning, well, this is the way I would handle it with her and this is the way I handle it with him. Even I mean, the sex that's talk, how I see it. Even the I... sex talk, he, he gets the information mm -hmm. straight from the horse's mouth at a younger age than she does, but she's the one who would actually get pregnant if she were to choose to engage in that at a young age. You Look, know what I'm saying? Obviously, if she shows signs of being sexually involved or curious earlier, that's the talk she's going to get. But my, I think you guys are misunderstanding me. So to clear it up. Okay. I'm not saying that I'm inherently raising a boy different from a girl. You I am said saying, yes, that, please no, clear that. literally that's said not, that. That's, that's what I'm hearing. You literally said <laughs> that. So, so then let me clear it up. Let me just clear it up. What? Let me clear it up. Here's what I'm saying. Who's I'm saying, I'm saying that... 
there are differences in the life of a young black man that's going to become of age and a young black woman. And I think as a father of both, hopefully, preferably I have a son. If not, my daughter's two daughters is great. I'm happy either way. That but is happy. my job is to prepare them for the real world. And I don't think I'd be doing her any favors if I were to sugarcoat things or you know, put things into perspective for her that makes sense in the home, but not within the real world. The bottom line is, yeah, I'm educating her own guys. Yeah, I'm teaching her how I think or how I used to think and how young guys think that don't have daughters. Because honestly, as a man, my thought process regarding women shifted completely. That's what they all like, say, it, too. It's, it's completely different. That's what all and, women say. Yeah, because that's someone's daughter. And I don't think of it, I didn't think of it that way before. Until but you had your own. Until I had my own. Wow. And I can never a, imagine Anya ever had not a being good hot take that. on that before. She like we did this a bunch of episodes ago. Yeah. But she was basically like, it shouldn't take that because we were right. talking about we were actually were talking about thousands. Uh, you're right. We were talking about Jay Z and he had something on four 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 where yeah. he said something about blue and Avio made a really good point. She's like, it he should not have blue. It yeah. but it, but it shouldn't have taken all that. Yeah. How many women did you run through before you were like, oh, this isn't okay? And she's like, he's in his forties. Like what? And I agree with her. I, and it, and it yeah. took her to say it the way she said it. It made me go, yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's a long lesson to learn. But, you know, he's also a superstar. So Oh, we're not. We're not. Okay. <laughs> no, but, but I was just saying, I was just saying it's different. But the point I'm trying to make is I think that there are challenges that, that my son's going to have to meet that my daughter will never meet. And, and, and just the period. And vice versa. I think there are things my daughter's going to go through. Like, you know, we're putting her in jujitsu. You know what I mean? Nice. Like, like now. You know, and, and that's purposeful. And that's just because, you know, of a situation that Joanne went through when she was young and she couldn't defend herself. So I think that you need to raise kids based on what you see, your experiences and, and how you feel. And I'm not saying that I'm gonna shelter her in a way that my son's never gonna get, no. But there are things that I'm gonna make sure she understands because she is a woman. Mm -hmm. And there's situations that I wanna protect her from because she is a woman. Like, I don't like that dude's, you know, that, that girl's father, you can't stand, I don't trust him. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that, I, I'm not gonna apologize for. I, um, before we get to the final question, this is, you just alluded to something that I had a conversation with one of my closest friends and he introduced me to somebody when I, I can't say where it's from, but he introduced me to somebody when I was out of town. Yeah, sure. That person had two sons and a daughter. The oldest son, he said, was not allowed to hang out with his wife's, uh, brother's child who was at the same age as him. She, he's like... You're not allowed to hang out with him. His wife's upset. That's my brother's kid. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you doing? Fr I, I literally, I was talking to him. I was like, how are you comfortable in your own skin telling your wife, our son is not hanging out with your Like, that's a very, that's a strong thing to do. Mm -hmm. The conversation I had with him changed my entire perspective on what it means to be the head of the household. Not even just the guy, but I'm just saying in general, the head of the household. His wife's mad at him. Son's mad at him. Everybody's mad at him. Mm -hmm. He's saying he doesn't want to be around him because he feels like he's a bad apple. He feels like his father's a bad apple. And that offends his wife, clearly, because that's her relative. Mm -hmm. She's like, yes, my brother occasionally sells drugs. He's like, <coughs> but, but, but her whole thing is he does that on the side. That's not his real job. And here, I don't judge people who sell drugs. I really don't. I'm not that guy. Me either. But, but 
I also understand on the flip side, him saying, I don't want my kid around that. I also don't want my kid, you know, having an affinity for his kid and his kid doing the same thing. Yeah. They get to the age of around 12, 13. His, the, the other child is being convinced to like hang out. So the, the brother's son is like, hey, we should hang out more. We should hang out more. We're family. We're family. And in fairness, I also get the kids. Yeah, the kid wanted to be like, man, fuck dad. He on some bullshit. I don't know why he won't let us hang out. So he would sneak and hang out with him behind closed door. Of course, his father finds out. He gets on punishment. Yeah. Which, I, all of this is fucked up to me. I ain't gonna lie to you. It all sounds wild fucked up to me. His wife had a conversation with him and said, I think it's inappropriate how you've been handling these situations. And he's like, I don't care what you think about this. This is one of the few things I'm not backing down on. I give you everything else you want. I'm not backing down on this. What ends up taking place, a few months later, the brother's son gets shot. Mm-hmm. Out and about at something that he invited their son to. Of course. Now, that kid dies. Mm. I don't know, personally, that I would have been able to make that decision. Especially when it's your, it's your wife. You know what I mean? This is not... No, this isn't your friend's... Fr- like, you know what I mean? It's your wife. It's your wife's brother. Who am I to be the guy that's like, I don't want you to get to know that side of... Because that's what it sounds like. I don't want you to get to know that side of the family is what it sounds like. Well, you're the, you're the, you're the head of the household. And then you're, you're the asshole to everybody. For five and a half years, you're the asshole. Yeah. Until that takes place. Yeah. And once that takes place, then... Everything changed. Yeah. Everybody's opinion changed. It was like a... Oh, I see what you were doing. And his wife who was there, she was there to like tell her side of the story. She's like, I didn't see what he saw. And I feel bad that I didn't see what he saw. But ultimately, our son's still here. Which is And it's not to say that he would have been shot in that situation, but he felt a certain type of way about the association with that element and he being in that environment. And that's it. And I and I respect that. But are you okay? Like you personally, because yeah. I already, and I'm gonna admit, yeah. I don't think I have the balls to say that to my wife. Yeah. Like if I'm, like I don't know that I'm saying that to her because that's yeah. family. I could tell her like, yeah, I don't want him hanging with that kid or another kid. But you have to say that though when it's family, it's, it's never gonna go away. So you you be comfortable like, dude, Joanna and I have gone. Yeah, <laughs> family is something that you have to work out because it doesn't go away. Like my dad is gonna be my dad. My mom's gonna be my mom. If you have a problem with them, work it out. My sisters, my sister, my cousins, and my cousins, my nephews, my nephews. They're never going to go away. I can't choose them. They're here. But you're okay with telling her, hey. Yeah. You, her brother. Yes. I don't want. That, come on, uh, what you, man. Do, That's what a hard. I tell people, what do you mean? I, I don't. I tell Joanne, don't. He can't come here. Cause at the, he can't come here anymore. I understand <laughs> that, though. That's it. Like, I, mean, I don't I, want him around this house. Like, you know, out and about, okay. He can't come here and stay. I, I can understand what you're saying because Ooh, at the end of the day, the only thing that would make you say, okay, he can come here is blood. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that would save your child at the end of the day if something goes down. Yeah. You know, so if, if someone else that you didn't know had the same qualities as this person who's related to your wife or related to you, if you wouldn't put them around your child because of those qualities, then why would you allow that just because of blood? Sure. And people have different values too, like like I, I just. I mean, it could tear a family apart, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what comes first? The, but, your 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 wife's 
brother looking down on you mm. or your child's health and safety. It's not just your wife's brother looking down on you. It's their entire family could look at you sideways because you're like denying the kids to even hang out. You're and like, so no. He, he, so he stood his ground for this, this amount of time until the unfortunate thing happened to his wife's nephew or his nephew as well. Mm-hmm. And now it's like the, the, pe- the very people that turned on him are like, you were right. And they're eating their words. But and, being and, right in this instance is like a, a terrible Yeah, life. I mean, like, you would never want to be right in that way. Right. You know? But I, I just think that if you have a bad feeling about something, it's like almost you, you kind of have to go with what you feel instead of... It's the influence thing. It's the influence thing. Am I going to let you around this bad person just because we're related and just because everyone else says I should? I think as a parent, I think what I'm learning from this conversation is as a parent, the hard part is raising a child but maybe an even harder part is having to deal with the outside world and the world that you're creating for your child because those things you can't even really control and what you want i mean like i remember growing up i couldn't watch rated r movies and it might seem crazy now like what are you talking about i couldn't watch simpsons so don't i couldn't listen to anything but mc hammer but that's another story um (laughs) hey at least i go in a conservative you got to pray just to make it today you got yeah to legit all of it okay so we got we got nas we got biggie we got jay-z three times and we got mc hammer i thought it was gonna be be music. um but the, the point is you know you have to make the best decision that you feel represent you and the family that you want to shape as a, as a, as a father as a man i feel that and as a woman i feel like your your wife or your partner in whatever situation has to respect that if they respect you i feel like that's easy to say it's, but i think in 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 reality yes when it comes down to family and you shutting somebody out, I feel like this is not some easy, like, this is not some shit where oh, you can no, just tell somebody. Hard, family's hard, You can hard. just tell somebody, yeah, I don't feel comfortable. Why don't you feel comfortable around my brother? Why don't you feel comfortable around, like, and why are you taking this out on his child? Yeah. And how are you going to say his child is a bad apple? And I felt, so when I was talking to the to his wife, I was like, I get it. I, everything that she's saying made sense to me. I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know one single woman that wouldn't be like, Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. But, I just, you gotta but, respect it. But I hear you. Alright, that is our segment. And we'll pick this one back up the next episode. Let's finish this off on the do's and the... Don'ts. <laughs> that was not good. That wasn't that wasn't your best work. She's normally I haven't done a don't in a couple weeks. So. She's normally very Bryson, and today she's... Mm, I'm Tyson. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that is. <laughs> um, I'm talking to women today, and it's the do's, and and Avi, you're talking to the guys, and it's the don'ts. Ladies, I have my do of the day. My do for you is, and this is gonna sound like the dumbest thing I'm ever gonna say in life. And this is something super, super, super simple. Do drink more water this summer. And the only reason I'm saying that, and it, wait, 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 wait. The only reason I'm saying that is because. The one thing I've been reading lately about women in health is, as crazy as this sounds, the thing that will actually uh, prevent your face from looking as youthful is you not consuming as much water. And women, for whatever reason, tend to, by the statistics, drink less water during the summer, which is the dumbest possible thing you can possibly do. I wonder why that is. 
I don't know, but it makes no sense to me. And I was like, ladies, y'all got to be, you should be consuming all the water. You should be, you, if this is going to keep this face. Man, you need to consume all the pineapple juice. Hell yeah, that too. <laughs> anyway, your turn. All right, so now it's time for the don'ts. Um, men, <laughs> I've come across this statement several times from various gentlemen and it's the statement of guys saying, I'm not your typical guy. Don't compare me to other people. We're not all the same. I'm not like these other dudes out here. But maybe he's not. If we listen to the statistics that Law gave out earlier in the show about women and their orgasms or lack of, a lot of y'all are the same. <laughs> <laughs> Just by that statistic alone, a lot of y'all are the same. And if you're not the same, you're producing the same results from different women. I'm going to say this. If you have never dated a man and you're a man, don't tell me what I've experienced. So if I think that you are just like these other dudes out here that say the same things, that do the same things, that act the same way, have the same tendencies, you cannot take my experiences away from me. I'm the one who should be telling you that you're different. You don't tell me that you're different. Because what, that, what that's going to do is set up an expectation. I'm going to expect you to now be different after you tell me you're different. Show me you're different. Don't tell me. So don't. And just like that, that is our show for today. Catch us on our next episode where we continue the conversation with Mike around these children's. Um, catch us on Google Play. Catch us on SoundCloud at Goodnight Harlem. Instagram. And iTunes. And your child's tablet. Good night.